Welcome back, Casually Kicking It family. Make sure you follow us on all the social media platforms. That's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Make sure you give us a review on all the media platforms you're listening to us on. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or if you're watching us on YouTube. We'd greatly appreciate it, and make sure you hit that subscribe button. On this week's episode, we've got Nate in the building. We'll be giving you an update on how we fared in the hunt for the new-gen console. We have a good friend, Jason Wyman, sharing with us his experience with the new-gen console. And we'll be diving into episodes 5 and 6 of The Mandalorian. Disclaimer, spoiler alert, guys. Hope you enjoy the show. Show guys, you guys are back. Uh, how's everybody doing? All right, all right. So, um, a couple episodes back, I can't remember, Nate, we were talking about um, Thanksgiving. Hopefully, everyone's Thanksgiving went well because we took a break. So, sorry about that, guys. We did take a break. How'd everybody's Thanksgiving go? Went very good, ate well. Yeah, that's the way to go. Um, so me and Nate, as you guys uh, listened to that episode, we were trying to get our hands on either a PlayStation 5, an Xbox Series X, although Nate isn't an Xbox guy. He was more focused on the PS5. I, I didn't care. I was trying to get my hands on either or, but at the last minute, I, I said I was going to get a PS5, but I changed my mind last minute just because our friend here, our Jason Wyman. I think it was a strategic move because you had a better chance of getting the Xbox. And that too. I, I think so too. To um, so They're Nate, more available. go ahead and give the audience, um, how has your search ha- ha- have gone or has gone? Excuse me. I'm like all off this morning here. It's been uh, pre- pretty unsuccessful, man. Pretty <laughs> unsuccessful. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been trying to keep tabs on any updates and news and stuff like that. Like I downloaded and created an account with Target, Walmart, um, Best Buy, you know, just searching every day to see if there's going to be any uh, additional releases and still, you know, like 90% of the people um, still coming up empty handed, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to get one when you got people using bots to to rack them all off the the websites and then they're scalping them you know so it, it's making it really hard like you know there's very few chances and then the one opportunity for Thanksgiving where they were actually going to be releasing them in stores um there's there was people who camped out like for 24 hour plus you know there's people who camped out for a long time and you know luckily you know I was going to be one of those campers but um Ed Ed uh, was able to find out, like, you know, each of these GameStops are only going to have two consoles apiece. So, you know, if there's, like, two people online, you know, it's just pointless. So, luckily, I had that bit of information because I'll, I passed by a couple of uh, GameStops, and there were, like, 10-plus people. And 
either they were there with their friends or I'm like, I hope those 10 people know how many counselors they get because only a quarter of them are going to get anything. So, uh, You know what? I have, I have a comment, but I think for, for to be like good customer service, I think they should let, if you see a line gathering up, you should let people know, hey, we only have this amount of consoles so they don't like get, spend a whole day doing, you know, wasting their time. And in the end result, they're going to be pissed off. So it makes no sense for them to wait in line. But yeah, but I mean, on the the, I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. No, so, well, when I was in GameStop and I asked the, the guy who told me, because uh, I went there to pick up another game for a console I don't have yet, uh-huh. the, guy told, the guy told me that, oh, we're going to have some in store for Black Friday, but he said that they haven't told them how many they're going to have. So, like, the people at the store from, you know, from what they were telling me, they didn't know how many consoles they were going to be given. So oh, okay. I don't know if that was so the, the, that so was the, store, it, the store itself didn't know how many consoles they were getting from their words to, from their mouth to my ears. The guy said like, "Yeah, we're gonna have some first come first serve," but they haven't disclosed how many units nah. they're giving. And, it, they, and that was like they, on a Tuesday, that was like on a Tuesday. And then Ed told me he found out that each place is only getting two a piece. That's BS. I don't think that's uh, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I'll, quickly, I'll give my my uh, my uh, experience here. I um, I was able to get an Xbox Series X, so I did get a console. Um, it took a while, but our, our our friend Jason here gave me a heads up. He's like, "Hey, there's this app called Pop Finder. You can find the con. It gives you basically uh, Ed, different Ed, stores." Don't, don't say nothing because that's going to take it out away from me. And yeah, me. man. What's wrong no, with that? I've got to download it. You should have texted that to me. Well, not mention that at all. Now we're screwed. No, you're not because that's all over Twitter. Everybody's sharing that, that site. No, it's all over Twitter. no. This is a, it's a unique find that Jay found. And now he's <laughs> Gave his secret away. Well, anyways, it tells you it tells you what how many consoles are in stock at which stores, and um, I noticed that, like Nate said, on 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 Black or, or Thanksgiving, that you know, but see, Thanksgiving this year stores were closed, so if people were waiting in line at a store, there's no way that a, an employee can come out and say, "Hey, we only have two consoles, Tom," until the next morning. Um, oh, plus, I think I think there's a way. I'm plus, sorry. they they the the employees do know. I, I I know they know. It's just that they say they don't know. I've I, I've seen that well, some, some employees actually stay like this is not now, but before my when my wife went to go get I think my when the PS3 came out, she stayed in the in the front of a Target, and there was already a um, off duty customer i mean a uh, uh, worker and he was already in the store and he bought one of the two ps3s that they had <laughs> that that's was ridiculous up. that's my stuff um so anyways i i ended up finding a target and um but target wasn't selling their console like they had them and and they said that they had them in stock but they they're not allowed to sell them in store they are online sale only. So 
Um, I had to go on pot finder. It showed me a target that's close to my house that had some. So I had to basically research every day. Basically I checked every hour targets website and refreshed it every hour to see when they were going to drop. And I also used Twitter. Twitter is sorry. I'm hearing a lot of noise here back. Uh, some, some noise. No, you're um, saying? Um, so anyways, I, um, I was using Twitter because Twitter gets the news quick. And I was always putting in the search engine um, Xbox Series X restock. And there was people that have connections and they would post up like, hey, you might want to you might want to check at, you know, 7 a.m. or at midnight. They're supposed to drop. And everybody was waiting for Target because Target didn't drop anything on Black Friday. And so Cyber Monday came and everyone was assuming Cyber Monday they would have something. They didn't have anything. They dropped on Wednesday um, online for target the x that's the this is the xbox i'm talking about and i was able to purchase one uh playstation's a little bit harder playstation i feel like they weren't ready for launch time and they didn't have enough consoles for the for to supply the demand and um so that's why there were only two consoles per GameStop. and then um walmart's been doing drops but how, who knows how many Walmart had? They could only have two, and then those bots take it right away. So, I was able to get some guys or get a console, guys. I haven't opened it up yet. Oh, one of those bots. <laughs> no, I'm not no bot. Oh, well, see, that's another thing. Target was was combating the bot situation with you have to go pick it up at the store. They won't they won't ship it to your house, so you have to be able to be near your closest wall, uh, Target to pick it up. That's um, awesome. See that I like. So that was my story, Jay. Let's uh, let's hear you. You got yours on 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 the the launch day. So how did yes. that go? Well, I, I actually in in the end, it actually came down to pure luck, and then Oops. just having the time to do it because of the pandemic. I'm out of work, so I ain't got nothing better to do than track one down. So mine started way back when they were doing pre-orders. Um, I got on Best Buy, tried to get one there. It sold out within seconds when the pre-orders were doing. So that was a little discouraging because, like, I was online. I clicked. I waited. Got nothing. So I tried Target. I tried other stores, Amazon. And then I started hearing rumors about Amazon, you know, started pushing their orders back for people, saying they weren't going to get it on release day. And I started hearing all these different things about people having issues online. So uh, then launch day started coming closer. I, a week prior to launch day, I stopped in a Best Buy to ask, you know, hey, will you have any units, you know, for sale for retail? I don't have a pre-order. They told me the only thing they were getting were enough to cover their pre-order pickups, and that was it. So wow. I thought, well, that's a week out, though. So sometimes things change. So then I started as, like, three days prior to launch, I started calling, like, Target. Best Buy, GameStop, and uh, Best Buys would not answer the phone at all. Uh, GameStop would not answer the phone at all. They uh, don't. Nope. I did get a hold of someone at Target, uh, the closest, the, the new one over by me here. Um, uh, I started finding that Pop Finder app online. People on Reddit were talking about it. So I'm like, let me check this Pop Finder out. There you it go, Nate. Is drop again. <laughs> well every it seems to be like it used to be uh, there's another app called brick seek uh, oh, which is how brick. i found the, um 
that's how I found the original NES mini console that got re-released. So I tried using that, but it wasn't really showing me inventory. So then this pop finder uh, uh, pops up, and I started checking inventory in the area, and it was showing that the target by me had two. Got a hold of um, electronics over there, and the guy says, yeah, we have some, but they're actually, he said they had a special security team on it that had the pallet covered over and no behind a, a caged area and they weren't nobody was allowed to access the area to see how many were there like wow so they and i asked him i said well if i'm one of the first ones there when you open can i buy a console and he said no only online because of the pandemic they don't want people like lining up outside being within quarters of people for extended periods of time so they said they were doing them online only. So I was like, oh, okay. So he said, try our link after midnight. That was the night before the release. So I thought, well, maybe I'll give it a shot. And then I started that day, I started reading about how bots have been scooping up all the pre-orders. You know, any stock that pops up, the bots grab it. So I thought, well, I don't think I have a good shot. So then I get an email. At seven o'clock the night before launch from GameStop saying, hey, your local GameStop will have consoles in stock for retail purchase if you don't have a pre-order. And I was like, wow. So and it said, check with your local GameStop. So I thought about it. And at the time, Hurricane Etta was passing through here. And I was thinking about what store would I want to go to in case I do have to camp out. So um, the one over here on Turkey Lake, the, the front of the store isn't covered over. So I thought about the one over here on uh, Don Young and Sand Lake that actually has an overhang by the door. So I thought if I do have to sit in a chair, I don't have to worry about the rain or the storm. So uh, I went over there and I got there about uh, 15 minutes to them closing. And I walked in and said, hey, uh, uh, in reference to your new Xbox consoles coming out, do you have any for sale in the morning? She says, I have a few, but they're not the Xbox S version. It's only the X version. And I said, okay. And she says, and you have to pay for it in full because now they can, you can do a payment plan to get one. So here I said, okay, well, uh, I have a, um, you know, an app that says you have four in stock. She goes, well, when I close tonight, we will be posting a note in the door letting everybody know how many consoles are available for purchase, which I See, thought was nice. really cool. Yeah, that was really cool. So I, I was like, well, and I said, well, aren't you getting ready to close now? And she says, yeah, we'll be leaving in about 20 minutes. So I went outside, waited in the parking lot. When she left, she posted that note right in the door. I passed her on the way out, and I, I looked at it. I said, yes, you do have four, which is what the app said they had in stock. So that was correct. Um, so uh, I said, I will see you in the morning. And she laughed at me and says, yeah, I've had five people tell me that. I said, no, I'll be the first. I'll guarantee you that because I live like a <laughs> mile away from there. So I, I ran home. And this was at like 8.30. I ran home, took a shower, relaxed for about an hour. And then I went up there about 10.30 at night as Etta was rolling through with the hurricane. Took my cooler, hooked up my phone to the, to the dashboard, watched Netflix all night long. And then I, people right around midnight, people started pulling up in the parking lot. 
because they were trying to buy them online and they were saying like the, the one person I talked to had 10 people online with accounts all set up ready to click and buy and they said they couldn't get one, not one anywhere. And that was from Target, Best Buy and uh, GameStop. So they were actually drove all the way from Claremont to my store to get one. And I'm like, wow. So she was number two. And you know, one guy stood up with his girlfriend. He left after about three, four hours. They didn't come back. But uh, but long story short, by like seven o'clock, there was like four people for those consoles. I was number one, and other three were there. But then other people were lining up for their pre-order pickup. So yeah, it got pretty busy around eight a.m. Store didn't open till ten. So yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. Once we got up there, though, um, they had, like, these little slips they filled out. You waited in line. Once you got in there, you paid for it. And then they actually gave you an Xbox uh, pandemic mask. It says Xbox on it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you got a lanyard for your keys. Yeah, I got a little bit of free swag out of it, so that was pretty cool. But uh, overall, yeah, I was happy. So, But I, I was the first one there, and I got one. Did you tell the lady, remember me? I'm the first one. <laughs> oh, so you were here first. As I told you. Yep. I figured I was going to try the online thing, but I figured this was a guarantee. All I had to do was put in a little time to make sure I got one. And I did. So, so, so what, what do you think of the council so far since you had it for a month? Man, I'll tell you what. I feel like I've been playing with fuzzy graphics all these years compared to these. Oh, wow. I really feel like I've been missing out. Like, yeah, so it, worth, the, the, worth the wait. The realism in the games, it's unbelievable. Because um, I actually bought a, a new TV last year, so mine's like a 4K. It's, it's set up perfect for it. Now, there is issues I've seen online with people having their issues being totally compatible with the Xbox for the upgraded graphics, but luckily my TV is one. So I lucked out there, but um, but I'll tell you what, it's, it's really super quiet. It don't really throw much heat, regardless of what you've seen online. It, it barely throws any heat. I mean, it does, but it needs to, but it doesn't run hot. It's very quiet because you can't tell it's running. Um, and the new menu, to the back, to the the background to your home screen is a dynamic screen. It's like moving colors. You can customize it now. It, it's it's pretty cool. Um, you can drop like if you have achievements, you can drop the artwork from your achievements on the background of your home screen. That's cool. Yeah, they got some pretty cool features on there now. You were telling Jay, I'm sorry, but you were telling me because uh, I was in the whole, I was on the Ed, uh, the Ed version, so I was like, I'm gonna get a PS5, you know, um, uh, you know. Then he told me that you informed him that you can transfer your yeah. games from yeah, the Xbox. That is true, because that's what I was worried about. I have hundreds of games I own, and I have that external Seagate hard drive. And uh, it, apparently, you just unplug it, plug it in the new console. It will update your games that are saved and make kind of Xbox enhance them. And oh, wow. I'll tell you what, I've seen the difference already. In oh, the like they like it remasters them, like when it uploads them? Yeah, that's what it seems like. Yeah. 
because so I know Battleship that. game looks pretty awesome now. Remember, huh? remember that Battleship game that we played? Yeah, that, that, um, a lot of them are all, I mean, the graphics are so much more enhanced on this system that wow. even some of the worst graphics look great now. You know, and he, and when they were good before, they're even better now. Like, I, I can't believe the detail. Like, it's amazing. Um, yeah, <laughs> Nate's the like, dang. Time, huh? Nate's uh, like, I might have to go to the dark side. <laughs> no, I just, it's just, I want a console so bad, bro. Like, yeah, I, I hear you. I, I'm one of those people. I got like, I actually have PS5 games and no game and no console, man. Wow. And then they, I sold the thing is I went all in, man. I sold my PS4 and everything. Uh, so I haven't been uh, playing for like I almost two months. My Xbox One in to get mine. I thought about it. I'm like, yeah, but then if I don't get one, and then I got to store credit for nothing. Yeah. yeah I, I, I like to it. I like to hold on to all my consoles, anyways. So um, you're a hoarder. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, uh, so so for everyone, the last episode I said I was gonna go to the dark side and go PS5. Reason that I did not was because Jay informed me that the Xbox Series X, I'm able to use my Seagate two terabyte external hard drive that I have for the Xbox One on the new Xbox Series X, which I thought I would have to get, you know, the newer, you know, the newer version or whatnot, and I don't. Yeah. And yeah. then I'm able to to get all the games that I already have and that I've already, oh, that I've paid for and I own, I can transfer them over to the new console. Whereas if I had a PS five, I would have to buy games all over again. And then, um, the Xbox one controllers I can use on the Xbox series X. They're backwards compatible. Oh yeah. And, oh. and yeah, so that. that way I, I'd also, if with a PS five, that means I would have to buy another controller Whereas with the Xbox, I already have control. I would already have controllers plus the one that it comes with. Now, last night, I, technology is crazy. Last night, I was playing with Jay, and we were playing Red Dead Redemption. And one of the things that the Xbox Series X and I think the PS5 has as well is when you hit the trigger on the new controllers, um, especially like when you're playing, let's say, Call of Duty. It vibrates like it sh it shakes like pop pop like it it, it moves, like down as you're pulling the you trigger. You get kickback or recoil simulation. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah, they call it uh, haptic feedback. And I yeah. noticed that they they updated the Xbox One controllers as well because they do it too now. Yeah. While I was playing and shooting the weapon, it was doing the same thing. I'm like, oh shit, Nate, that's cool. Nate, what is this telling you, Nate? I don't know. But I need to have <laughs> like all those PS5 games and uh, come to our side because I'm getting an Xbox X. I'm, oh, I'm going to yeah. get one of those. Uh, but now I too, have two consoles anyway, so it don't matter. I'm too invested in, in PlayStation. I've been loyal. Like honestly, man, I I can't go. The reason why I got the reason why I got into PlayStation is because God of War, which they announced. I know they do. They're working on God of War, so. Yeah. You know, if I get one before that, I'm gonna be sitting pretty when that new God of War comes out, and that thing looks like a movie. So. Oh yeah. So, well, um, I guess uh, that's it for our uh, console uh, update. Um, Jay, I know you've got things to do. We thank you for your time. He's gonna be leaving yes, us sir. now because we're gonna be moving on to Mandalorian. Woohoo! Yeah. Uh, so Jay, thanks, bro. I appreciate it. Oh. Yes, thank you for coming on, buddy. 
Yep. Good seeing y'all. Y'all have good a good day. Good seeing you too, man. You too. Be safe. All right, man. See ya. All right, guys. So, Mando. Mandalorian. We didn't talk about. We haven't talked about the last two episodes. Mm-mm. We're so, all caught up, right? Just making sure. We're all. Yep. Caught, yeah, we're all oh, caught up. Back. Oh, Jay's back. <laughs> hey, how you doing? So. So, yeah, we're all caught. What, what's this episode? Uh, episode. The last one was the, the tragedy. The tragedy yeah. episode. Well, what episode was it of season two? I think it's four. Six? No. Episode no. Six. Chapter no. 13 or 14? Chapter 13, I think. Well, yeah. All chapters, but episode like six of season two. I, I think yeah, I six. Yeah. I think it is six. Yeah, because we have two more. It's eight episodes total. So we have, yeah, that was six. We have seven and eight left. Um. Okay. Before before we begin, guys, if we slip up, let's give a spoiler warning because we yes, we might have spoiler, some spoilers. Spoiler. So if if you want, you might want to like tune off and come back in a few minutes, um, or just just hang up. You know, just just shut it off. <laughs> so it's, it's a good man, Go ahead, bud. Man, I guess this was the episode that a lot of Star Wars fans like myself were looking forward to. You know, ever since the you know, the in-between seasons when they were announcing, you know, possible um, people uh, showing up. And, you know, this episode, you know, episode five, Jedi did not disappoint, man. That thing was just, like, movie-level like, yeah. quality. It was, like, so awesome. And the thing is that, like, it was so cool that, like, it was, like, still settling in after and stuff like that. I even went on YouTube and watched people's reactions and people were like losing their mind. But <laughs> to, see, to see like Ahsoka Tano brought to life, man, was was something else. And the fact that she was in there quick, like it wasn't like a, a cameo at the end. No, it just starts off. She's just going ham. And it was amazing, man. It was so done like perfectly i guess it's because that episode was that was done by um was it dan finoli the guy who did the star war the, the star wars clone wars series yeah. and created and dave, created dave, Filoni? dave Filoni. Yeah. yeah he created you know ahsoka tano and the whole clone wars thing so it, all, it only makes sense for him to do it yeah so. but like just seeing how awesome it came out like we're talking a, a new cgi character brought to life and it was just done so epically man i mean like it, it just looked amazing and like you know the cinematography the, the the vibe of that episode which was like very it was like a combination of like old western and it had that samurai uh feel to it too so it was just like it was almost like a perfect episode man and Rosario dawson killed it Oh yeah, so, she did awesome. We found we found out the name of Baby Yoda. Grogu. Gro Grogu. Yeah, someone like this Dragon Ball Z probably sounds a lot like Goku. Yes, it does. It does. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a a really good episode. Five was fantastic. We've never seen a live action of Sokatana. Um, 
I thought that Rosario Dawson was perfect for the role. I think we were clamoring for that for a long time. Fans wanted it. Wasn't she the voiceover? No, or, it was no. somebody else. No. Oh, I thought I thought it was. No, the only person who does the voiceover who also did the same character was um, Katie Shackoff. She does the voice for Bo-Katan and also played Bo-Katan in the, the few episodes. I think, I think she's pretty. Yeah, she's awesome. She's like the sci-fi version of Michelle Rodriguez. Yes, I agree. Um, the episode was was fantastic. Um, the fan service that they put in to to the Mandalorian period is, I mean, it's just there's so much fan service. Um, yeah, I, there's so much that that all the Easter eggs, you know. Um, the 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 thought that they put into in the casting of these these characters, um, so yeah, episode five was phenomenal. That you're right, uh, Nate. They didn't hold back on the money. The lightsabers look great. They didn't look cheesy. They looked just like the movie. Well, one of the things they actually looked a little better than the movie because I found out that they actually used the real light. It wasn't. Okay. It was. It wasn't all CGI because, like, her lightsabers actually. That means there was a solid, like, light, light source source in there. Because one of the, you know, because I've been. It's been so crazy. I've been going back and watching all the Star Wars. If you notice that um, the lightsabers in the movies, you know, you see their light, but you don't see the light reflected. The the you don't see the light reflect so much on the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because it's CGI. Where with her, when she t- takes her lightsabers out, you can see the light coming off of her face. Like, you can see it um, showing on her body. So they were using real light and maybe added a bit more. But, um, bro, this was like movie, probably movie quality or even better than what we've gotten before. Uh, so what did you guys think of episode uh, six? Tragedy? Yes. It was awesome. I um this was fan service as well. This episode of fan service. This um, is the last one, right? You're talking yes. about the last yeah. episode six. Oh, I thought it was freaking awesome. I, I, my my expectations was I told Ed, I was like, I thought they were gonna go to the island that uh, Luke was at, you know, because they said, you know, go to the temple. So I thought that what that was was that. And I, I'm like, oh man, they're gonna bring Hamill back into it, you know? Because I think they're gonna do that. There is, there is a rumor saying that uh, um, Luke is gonna make an appearance. That's what I heard. But um, then when he put him on the uh, on the rock, and then he started going into his his thing, it's like, boom! I was like, oh my god, that was nasty. I my personal. Oh, go ahead. Bubba Fett coming out and say, I want my dad's armor. I was like, oh, snap. Well, when when you saw the ship, when you saw he's like, he's looking up. And then I, and I was like, oh, wow, that's, that's Boba Fett's ship, dude. And we haven't seen that ship in forever. That's the fan service right there. You know? I know. And then Finnick was still alive and he thought she was dead. That was, that was pretty good. Well, he made her into like a cyborg or something. Yeah. 
Well, remember at the end of the episode, he was he was near her when they yeah. they closed, they they stopped the episode. He was there with her. She was laying down. So I think she was left for dead. That's correct. Right. And I think he, I I don't think the guy actually killed her. So, but I I loved I loved it, man. It's just getting better every episode. I'm yeah. so pumped with this series. My bad with the airplane. <laughs> like honestly, one of one of the things that I like um, is with the the thing with uh, really quick with the, the the episode with Ahsoka Tano is, you know, not only do you have her as like you know one of the coolest characters not shown in the movie yet, but you you get Groku, you get the child's name, and not only that, she you get the name drop of the official bad guy, which is General. Uh. Ron, yes, Ron. from Rebels. Ron, which that's that's what's got me watching the uh, rewatching and getting familiar with the Rebels because Bo-Katan, Ahsoka Tano, and now mentioning Thrawn, that's all from the Rebels. So this is the guy, which makes perfect sense because I know a little bit about Thrawn, but Thrawn is the main guy who's running the Empire right now, and like Moff Gideon's under him. And oh, I didn't know that. I thought Moff Gideon was above Thrawn. No, uh, General Grandmaster General Thrawn is that guy right now. He's the one that's pretty much prepping the Empire and everything like that. And um, we have Moff Gideon's under him. And the thing is, Thrawn is all about strategy and building a bigger army and stuff like that, which makes sense because that's why they're investing in making, um, in this last episode, the Death Troopers, like those robotic stormtroopers. Those were awesome. Dude, that was like the Terminator meets Star Wars, bro. Yeah. Like, it looks sick, man. Well, we all know that like, they didn't la- last too long because they aren't available in episode seven, eight, nine. <laughs> well, I, I just want one of those live toys of one of those. I guess it makes sense they weren't robots because they got tired of all these stormtroopers missing their shots, you know? Oh, 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 shots fired. Are they missing <laughs> too? Missed. Shots fired and missed. <laughs> The um, I don't think that we will see any of the classic characters, as in Luke, Leia, uh, Han, maybe Chewie, but I don't think so because I think I feel like we've gotten enough of them. We had them in episodes one, two, and or episodes four, five, and six. We had them in 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 seven, eight, and nine, and I think that this this series of Mandalorian is more of expanding into the, like other characters that we that 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 people like as well and and exploring the other characters that are out there not just the same old you know characters that we've already known and we already know their their story i mean they can i i feel like they're gonna they'll name drop like they name dropped yoda uh, in 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 the ahsoka tana episode in episode five here on the mandalorian but as in characters showing up i don't think so i think that we were we're gonna get like more of like what people want to know more about Bo-Katan and the group and, and Ahsoka Tana and this Mandalorian character and, and just open the book up to some fresh characters. Cause we've already seen the older characters. I, I just feel like they're going to mention them, but they're not going to be seen. I beg, well, I beg to differ on this one. Ed. Me, I'm sorry. I kind of do too. I, I think it, it, it actually would solidly, uh, um, connect everything if they brought them physically on 
to the show. But that's just yeah. me. I I read an article that it, it it kind of rumored, but then it makes sense in a bigger perspective because first of all, Grogu gets on the rock, right? So he obviously channels the the force and everything, sending out. I like think a huge... I think that was a beacon. That was exactly. Beacon. I was just gonna say that it's like yeah. a beacon. So obviously, and... there's got to be some other Jedi out there, right? So you got to think about like what other Jedi's can be possibly out there. Well, so we've already you know, we they've already dived into um the rebels cartoon obviously so I feel like it could possibly be in that Ezra esque Jedi that you still have out there when in Rebels finish no one knows where he is or, I think somebody else or I'm thinking, or, I think the, or if you guys ever played the if you guys never played the game the that EA came out with I think it was called Fallen Order. That the Jedi and that and um, that character, he's still around too. Of course, Luke is still around in this time frame as well. But yeah, um, uh, yeah. I, I, I I really do think Luke is gonna bring it all around. To be honest, I think it's somebody else. Yeah, I think it's somebody else. I Ray? I know. No, she's, oh, Ray's she's not. not Ray's not even somebody, somebody older. I oh. think the person oh. Obi Wan. No. No. I think um no because Obi Wan's dead at this point. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's because true. Mandalorian takes place between um episode six and seven. Mm-hmm. So I honestly think it's just a rumor, I guess, but I think Mace Windu could come back. Mace Ooh. Windu could possibly Mace Daniel Windu could Jackson. possibly he could possibly still be alive he could survive that fall from the building because mace windu was one of the most powerful jedis and you see him fall but you don't know if he survived jedis can survive stuff like that and it does make sense because this is john favreau's mandalorian show he can call back nick fury because he has a habit of using similar actors and different stuff so i mean well, and, see, and honestly, if you bring back Mace Windu and he can help out with whatever the case is, that gives Boba Fett the chance to avenge his father for Jango in episode two. Wow, that is very good, Nate. That's a good theory, but I don't know because the age the age doesn't doesn't work with me because when Mace Windu was there, remember Obi Wan was young, you know, Mace Windu was older, and then. Obi-Wan was an old man when he met Luke. Like, he was like, you know, he was already, he's like at the, you know, so imagine Mace Windu. Mace Windu would have been, that means Mace Windu would have been even older. Yeah. Way older. And and, and remember, Yoda Yoda passed away and he was old. He was 500 years old. So... I don't know. I mean, it's it's a good theory, but I don't I don't think so. That's I mean, it's it's a very big stretch, but I mean, it's it's a good it's a good theory. I'm just saying, like, there's only so many Jedi possibly yeah. be out there. We have very slim picking, so it's like if you didn't see them die officially on camera. See, to me, you've already you've already opened the book of Rebels in the season two of Mandalorian with. Mentioning Thrawn, you had Ahsoka Tana, you had Bo, and Ezra. Ezra just makes two cents because of you know it's the beacon. He found Ezra wherever he was 
blasted to in 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 Rebels at the end. He could have reached out and like, oh, I but, found him, and okay, maybe so he could have connected. Who trained Ezra? He, uh, Caden. Caden, um, but he, he trained by Caden. But he he passes away in 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 Rebels or in. Yeah, I, I I haven't really watched there. Rebels like royalty, so. Um, so then I can understand that. I could understand maybe Ezra coming in, but I also think Mace Windu can still come in with Ezra. It makes sense if we wrap this around and then he got Bubba Fett, like nailing down the last nail in the coffin. One person that you, a person that you, a person that you can implement in this, in the series is, um, is um the Sith, the Sith Lord um gosh because he was in Rebels as well he showed up in Rebels with with um um you talking about the Inquisitor no 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 gosh why can't I think of his name right now? Darth Maul Darth Maul was in Rebels with the robotic legs but Maul gets Maul spoiler alert Maul uh Darth Maul gets completely killed by Obi Wan yeah he got his head cut off. Yeah, he get a fi- he gets officially killed in the second in the second Unless rematch. Unless they know how to put that together. In which, in, in that, is that Clone Wars? <laughs> no, no. In Clone Wars, he get he gets away. In Clone Wars, yeah. he gets away. And then I know, in Rebels, he I gets. Know, okay, so in Rebels, he did die because I know he showed up in Rebels, and he got away. I think, and then I don't know but if they, the they movie, fought again. In the movie, he he gets decapitated. No, he doesn't in the movie. I'm sorry. And maybe he gets cut in, he the gets cut in half. Oh, cut, cut in half. So he's yeah. still alive. Well, he's still alive. He, he was alive in Rebels, but I guess Nate said he's, he dies in Rebels. Oh. Yeah, he gets. Well, yeah. well, who knows? Maybe they'll show a little bit more on that when they finished the uh, Obi Wan series that they started filming. Um, they, are, they, are, they, are, they have started filming Obi Wan. Uh, this month they started filming. Are they using the same guy? The the yeah, one yes. from us. Yeah, you and McGregor. Yeah, that's and good. He's like been on. Him. He's actually been on the set of the Mandalorian in in full wardrobe garment and stuff just to get into his character, like just walking around oh, while yeah. like things are on, on the set and and to get just a, a you know acclimated to the scenery and get back into character. Um, I heard George Lucas was on set for that Jedi episode too. It seems like George Lucas has been on set quite a bit. Like they actually have him on set quite a bit. I think because like John Favreau has brought Star Wars back like to that level that I feel like he's probably got George Lucas coming back. Well, no, he's, 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 he has sat down with George Lucas before they started it and he wanted to pick and he wanted to. So a lot of this, is also kind of George Lucas's view. Like George Lucas, this is what he wanted. Yeah. But John Favreau is like one of the best writers and all that. Man, this is the yeah, guy yeah. Who, but yeah, I'm, he gave us the Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He created that movie Elf. Um, he's like an amazing director and writer, and you know he created the Mandalorian. And I think it's just because like the direction and everything they've been able to accomplish with it. That like George Lucas is like okay. I can do something with this. Finding somebody that's like right there with me, 
because I don't think George Lucas was that involved in the last three episodes. No, no, no. But but John Favreau brought him. He he wanted to gauge him, and I'm assuming yeah. that had to do a lot with his writing as well. Like that's right. From the beginning, he was his mentor on this whole thing, picking his brain. He, I think he was yeah. at, he was in the in the inner circle in the writers. I don't know if the writers' room or whatnot because I don't know that. But think about it. He but, he had like okay, so he had Stan Lee when it's a Marvel universe to pick brains. And now he's picking brains with George Lucas. He's smart. He knows what he's doing. He goes to the source. That makes total sense. Oh, did you guys see who the director was for this last episode, though? Episode six of The Mandalorian? No. Robert Rodriguez. Oh. Who's that? That name sounds familiar. What did he do? Jamie. Jamie. Hey, Jamie. Look him up, Jamie. Ah, Jamie. We, we gave Jamie the day off today. <laughs> Um, Robert Rodriguez, he had not, not, he had just finished filming something and, and they needed uh, someone to, to direct the episode. So Favreau called him up and um, he said, yeah. And when he, he got on set, he was like, man, his whole childhood, because he's a fan of Star Wars. I mean, who wasn't as a kid, you know? And, and on a lot of these directors, they've, they, you know, they come from a Star Wars back, like they loved Star Wars, um, you know? Uh, so Robert Rodriguez's movies are like El Mariachi, uh, Sin City, Desperado, From Dusk Till Dawn, Machete, Machete, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. He was an actual actor in Dusk Till Dawn, too. Um, He was a director and an actor. Yeah, he does You're you're probably thinking of, you're you're probably thinking of, um, you're probably thinking about the other guy, uh, Savani. He does the makeup and stuff. Um, uh, maybe, maybe he did the movie The Faculty. Um, yeah, I, I like those movies. Those Kill movies Bill, good. Kill Bill Two, Predators. Um, man, that's a good resume. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you should so, keep directing on Mandalorian. That would help. So well, that's they, Robert. They, that's they Robert Rodriguez. Though, they, they, I think you're thinking of Tom Savani. Uh, Tom. Tom is thinking about Tom. Probably. I think Tom's thinking about Tom Savani. I get, I get, I guess. You know, we have that inner thing when you know Tom's think alike. I guess. Hey man, there was a guy named uh, Nathaniel Williams who was who's like one of the main people in the Jedi episode. So. Oh, see. You thinking about him? Yes, that's yeah. him. Yeah, that's that's Tom Savani. He's he's a um he's makeup artist. a makeup like horror makeup artist like big time. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's very talented. I like it. I like his work. Oh no, that dude's a legend, bro. Yeah, he's he belongs on that wall along with Boris Kar- Karloff and all those uh, amazing. Sure, I don't know those names. I know those people, but I know that guy. Oh, but... you don't know who Boris Kar- Karloff is? We used to his, uh, horror. I mean, Universal's horror makeup show. Okay. Universal Monsters. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Anyway, so Mandalorian, good stuff. We got, we've got, we've got two more episodes. I don't want to spoil what happens in episode six. It's I didn't see it coming. Nate said he saw it coming. I saw it come eventually because, like, remember that one a uh, few episodes a uh, uh, a few episodes back. Um, you know, there was a, a tracker put in his Razor Crest. So I'm like, yes, that's my thing is that I'm what I'm worried about, like, 
you don't want it to happen, but this is good storytelling. A few episodes back, when um, the Mandalorian and uh, Gina Carano and the other guy, when they go into that base, I don't know if you guys noticed, but in the background, those, those incubation tubes, those incubation tubes, it looked one of them looked awfully like Supreme Leader Snook. Yes, and the thing about the Mandalorian is like. A long time ago, when we all saw the movie, we, one of the things we talked about, I'm like, yo, where did this snook come from? And then Ryan Johnson took that and, like, destroyed it. Oh, my God. That pissed me yeah, off. Yeah, like, the Supreme, snook had no Sith or Darth title or anything, but this guy is super powerful with the Force, and there's, like, no origin. He just came out of the blue. But yeah. now with that episode, you see someone in a tank working with him, and then this whole thing has been leading about Grogu and them trying to use his metachlorian count to create something. I'm thinking that like now that they got Grogu, uh, they probably may take a lot of that force out of him and oh, put it into Snook? create Snook. That makes, that makes, the perfect, that makes perfect sense. So, yeah, because it definitely looks like they were trying to create Snook and one of them looks like it's going to work out based off the movie. So do you guys think that the razor, since the razor crest is blown the shreds, do you think that Bubba Fett's going to get his revenge and give Mandalorian his ship? Oh, give him no, a he already gave no. him his. He already, like, gave him, like, his vow of, like, helping him and all that Getting because he got yeah. army, yeah. But well, speaking of Boba Fett, one of the things we talked about, I think it was kind of cool that, like, Boba Fett said that, look, like, my dad, got this armor, he showed him, like, something that his father, the Jungle Fett, was, in fact, a foundling. He uh, confirmed the Jungle Fett. He had an encrypted uh, message. Yeah, thing. yeah it was and like he, a, a, oh, a timeline table or something, like so, certification. Yeah, because yeah. he thought he thought that they stole the armor, and it actually was, is that he was, he was raised as a hunter, but he wasn't uh he wasn't a Mandalorian. You know what I mean? Well, he looks like he was raised as one because when you're a foundling, that means you were raised in the creed, but he probably left it to be just his own thing. Oh, yeah. I and, that then, and then Boba that, Fett, that, you know, since his dad died, Boba Fett just took the armor and that was it. He didn't take a creed or anything. Yo, Boba Fett was destroying those guys with that staff, man. He was shattering their helmets. Like, I can't remember the last time I saw someone destroy armor like that he was he had a hell of a swing all, all right well um, at that time it, well no i i wanted to uh i wanted to add a couple of things but i think we've 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 got a i mean we spent quite a bit of time on this episode on uh new well, that, consoles and mandalorian that, that that should be it man because i was just gonna i was gonna add uh uh, I've, I've been forgetting to add at the end of our ep episodes, the fun facts real quick, uh, little fun facts. Yes. So before we uh, end our episode today, guys, uh, I got some fun facts for you all. Um, so everybody knows what Tic Tacs are, right? Everybody's yes. had Tic Tacs, the little mints. Uh, do, you know like how they, do you know how Tic Tac got its name? No. Anybody? No. Okay. So the, the, uh, the mints were named after the sound the container makes when you open and close it. That that that's how the creator came up with the tic tac. Interesting. 
cool. That's cool. Yep. Piggybacking off of that, the minions were made after Tic Tacs because the guy who created the minions had an obsession with Tic Tacs and the color yellow. So that's why all the minions look like walking Tic Tacs. <laughs> Makes sense. Definitely a good one too. Wow. And then I'm going to think of Tic Tacs every time I see minions. <laughs> Um, and then second uh, I have here is um, Dr. Ru- uh, Dr. Roos, Dr. Seuss, you know, since, you know, it's, it's the holidays, you know, Grinch. Well, Dr. Seuss wrote green eggs and ham as part of a bet. Um, there was a, a, a fella by the name of Br- uh, Bennett. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his, his last name. Uh, Serif, Serif. Well, anyways, this gentleman bet uh, Dr. Seuss that he couldn't write a book using 50 words or less. Oh. So he accepted the bet. Three years later, Green Eggs and Ham hit bookshelves with exactly 50 words. Ooh. Hook, line, and sinker. I didn't know that. I thought that was pretty interesting. Like, I'm going to go and grab the book and count it, the, the, the words now. <laughs> I, got, I got it in my kid's uh, collection, so I'm going to do that too. Yeah, because – um. Before that, he had written Cat in a Hat. Cat in a Hat was, like, I think, oh, over 300 words. And the guy is like, man, I bet you you can't write a book with 50 words or less. And Green Eggs and Ham was created in order for him to, to use just 50 words. Nice. So I thought that was pretty neat. So and that's our facts for today. That's our facts. Fun facts for today's episode. We thank you guys again for listening to the episode. Make sure you catch Nate on All-Star Protégés along with Matthew Lowe. Oh, what, what, what? Matt, the All-Star Jones? <laughs> or Brother Matt. Brother Matt. What, what is he What is he going by now? Uh, Brother Matt. Yeah, so check them out. They're on most of the uh, media platforms as well. Um, and then, yeah, guys, don't, get, uh, don't forget to give us a review and stuff. Man. Yeah, don't forget it. to subscribe on the button subscribe. down below. Yeah. Thanks again for your time, guys. We'll see Thanks you guys next time. Me, man. All right. Peace. Adios. <laughs>